This Week in League, Blake Ferguson on suicide watch after being told he's not wanted at the club that signed Bryce Cartwright. West Tigers make the bold but accurate statement that no one who comes to their club should expect their career to improve. Cameron Smith releases his new book featuring a chapter blaming the person who caught the storm cheating for catching the storm cheating. Plus, we look back on all the action for 2020 State of Origin 3. All that more This Week in League. Welcome to episode, what are you up to, 376, 377? I can't fucking even remember. 370, I think it's 377 oh. of This Week in League. The preparation, I'm Nate, and uh, and I I am the uh, the the uh, epitome of preparation. The epitome <laughs> preparation. The epitome of preparation. <laughs> preparation. <laughs> preparation. Uh hard <laughs> mad preparation yeah, yeah it's, it's it's funny we've been we've been uh, what are we, 76 that must be 77 must be 77 mm. i'm just looking I'm, I, I'm literally just going through looking at the old uh repository of episodes i have to find out what the uh the most recent number is on there i don't see the ones from last week oh fucking i don't know anyway it's that episode enjoy it <laughs> <laughs> um how you doing, man? We were, like, like, bit of context. We've, we've been at it for fucking like two and a half hours already yes. tonight, doing the live, live stream for the Digi members of uh, the State of Origin 3. And uh, as you can imagine, that was, you know, we're basically fucking extremely, extremely enjoyable. We're, we're, we're a club level second rower who's had to play 80 minutes of, of Origin in the centres. Yep. Pretty after much. five years of pretty constant much. HIAs. Yep. Yep. That's about where we're at right yes. now, men, you know, mentally. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> fucking sad, like legit disappointed in in how poorly New South Wales crumbled when the blowtorch was applied to them. Yeah, yeah. Fuck it, you want to talk about the game right now? Let's just talk about the game right now. Well, let's get it out of the way. Let's just fucking get over with. We a bit of a new structure this week. It's all fucked up. Well, rip the fucking band-aid off. That game, from a New South Wales perspective, was pretty much a carbon copy of game one. Yeah, because the carbon copy, let's say the carbon copy of the second half of game one. In terms of... For me? They did everything in defence to let Queensland make the most of almost every set they have in terms of territory mm-hmm. and choosing how to win the set. Across the park, they did a horrible job of wrapping up offloads. The second phase play yep. absolutely killed them. And even when it should have been fucking apparent that offloads were a plenty, there was the the effort there to stop the second phase was poor. Yep. there was a distinct lack of intensity and energy between the two teams in attack. Yeah. And like New South Wales did have that, they did have that intensity, you know, early on after the Queensland scored that first try, then New South Wales responded, um, you know, with a a lift in attitude. But after, after Teddy got killed, that was the end of it. That's where it stopped. 
And it never really came back. Yeah. And after the so. absolute fucking contact by Jai Arrow. Mm-hmm. Unpunished contact, yeah. mind you. Which, which realistically, if, if we're going to have video officials, that's a perfect example of what they need to be picking up. Because let me play fuckwit's advocate for a second, because Sutton is indeed a class A fuckwit. Mm-hmm. And whilst I would never wish harm on another human being, and let me make this clear that I myself would never do anything to endanger him at all, I would do a fucking happy dance if he got hit by a bus. <laughs> and I'd be very concerned for the mental health of the driver just as I would for anybody that ran over a dog. Yeah. But that really should be the we, sort of we, thing. We are, we, are, we are the creators of the, the ironic, mocking, rest fault scarf. So we can't be we, we can't allow ourselves to be seen to be rest faulting. Oh. I'd much rather put the blame... I'm not... I'm, on, that's what I said. I'm playing fuckhead's advocate. Hmm. At that stage, he was actually up doing what he should have been doing, following the ball and following the play. Yeah. But that was a perfect opportunity for the video officials to come back and say, there was foul play off the ball, and that needs to be looked at. So that was was not a Suttonism, that one. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But in saying that, James Tedesco isn't making fucking four out of five hit-ups per set. Yeah. James Tedesco... And look, shouldn't need to be in Nathan's Nathan Cleary's ears saying five out, five in. Five out, five yeah. in. Or even like, you know, like if even more succinct, you know, like something like fucking be, be good cunt. It also means that... Stop, you know, Ted, stop the fucking... It's not the eerie of mid-form bo- midfield bomb yeah, eeries. T- Teddy's not there telling everyone outside to fucking chase, 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 or shouldn't be. Um... It was a lacklustre performance from New South Wales across the park. After yep. game two, where it looks like they did it fairly fucking easy, that team has no idea how to get in and outwork another team. And I'm not talking about individuals because obviously all of those individuals are very successful football players. We know yep. that. There are no Tigers at all involved in State of Origin. So they're all good yep. players. And in their respective clubs, they've all had instances where they've really gotten in, dug deep and done it. But as a team, everyone looked like they were just waiting on everybody else. And as soon as no one else was going to put in the effort, no one else wanted to be the first man to do it. And that, to me, comes down to coaching. Because if in all of this time they've had together, and it's been an extended amount of time together, you haven't picked up on that being an issue, which fucking you and I did in game one, yeah, yeah. And you haven't done anything to rectify that or to task someone with being that person. That's an extremely worrying sign for me. Queensland, on the other hand, yeah. did all of those small rugby league things right. They kicked for field position. They were dominant in their kick chase. They made New South Wales work it out of their end every single set. They won the fucking territory battle. And even though their attack was absolute fucking poo, I mean, 
Look, they 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 could they could truck down for four tackles and get themselves into a position yeah. to attack. Um, at the end of almost, it felt like every set. But yeah, when it came down to actually being in the red zone, I mean, it was just side to side to side to side to side, and yeah, it didn't look very threatening. Although I will say that Val still fucking bombed e- like three to four tries there in the second half alone. So I mean, they were creating something. eBay has officially run out of fucking Val Holmes posters because he has now been put yeah. up inside every Al-Qaeda cell training camp as an inspiration for the man that can bomb multiple times without dying. Yep. Yep. Fuck. So that, that game, realistically, should have been, you know, 20, 24 to, to 12. If Valid learned how to Yeah, at least. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's like 24. That's generous. I mean, that could have been 30. Yeah. I mean, there was, there was, there was legitimately that one that he did, yeah, where he just, you, where he just dropped it. Like, dropped it cold. But there was some other, yeah, there's some other, off that great offload, uh, I can't remember who threw the offload there as he was falling to the ground, it was fucking great, but, but look, I think, I think one thing that need one thing that needs to be addressed, because you know, you know what Queensland, you know, spirit and, and passion, you know, P-A-S-H-U-N, passion entails. Yeah. There's been a lot of talk of the, uh, you know, the worst Queensland side ever, and, uh, and, and Cherry Evans um, referred to it in the uh, in his speech in his acceptance speech of the of the trophy, as well. So obviously it was something that was you know taken to heart by those guys and used as a motivational tool. Yeah. But the thing is, we're talking about the worst Queensland Origin team of all time. You need you know you need to know your history and 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 you need to look at the 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 most written off Queensland Origin team of all time. Yeah. Which was of course in uh, nineteen ninety five. The team consisted like I'm gonna I'm gonna gr- granted Queensland never had a fucking valuable fullback in this se- in this series yeah, at any stage. That's it. However, so let's let's take fullback out of the spine conversation. The halves for that series for Queensland Dale Shearer, Adrian Lamb, Jason Smith, they shared five eighth and half yep. back. Three of them. Wayne Bartram was the hooker. Yeah. So, so don't tell me that you've got the fucking a guy that's won two of the last three premierships or the rookie of the year in a hooker. Yeah. <laughs> you've got the current Australian five eighth and halfback. <laughs> don't start telling me. Don't don't start. You know, I mean, Queensland will want to. You know, they want to pump it up and do a mythological thing. Yeah, but fucking fucking relax. Um, <laughs> but oh. Uh, it was just it was it was the most I mean let's let's, let's light candles. It was the most origin like of all the games this this yeah. series. Thank fuck. It, it was the contact was oh, healing. Look. The contact was hard. It, yeah, I don't know. know. I don't think we got it at any stage. And the first game it wasn't there from either side. The second game wasn't there because the game wasn't particularly a contest. This is the game where it was actually happening, and at least it was played. You know, in the in the way that you would expect a decider to be played. Yeah, fickle, fickle. Munster, you know, obviously he was a, he was a big inspiration for, but I think I don't think Munster was really the he wasn't the the, the factor. I mean, he had that one great moment with that uh, you know triple kick thing down around the yep. left hand side. Look, Harry Grant um, was phenomenal. In, Queensland. Harry Grant's phenomenal. Fucking, um, I think it's really it's really more than anything. I think it's a triumph of uh, of, of Wayne Bennett's coaching. Correct. Over, over, and particularly like, 
in a head-to-head coaching battle. I mean, I think that um, you know, Kevy versus Fitler is a is a very like a uh, like for like kind of battle yeah. in terms of coaching yeah. IQ. And um, <laughs> and Wayne, Wayne, you know, clearly one of the greatest coaches of all time. And that's the other thing too. I mean, that like you I mean, you talk about the worst Queensland team of all time it was fucking Fatty Vaughton coaching yeah, too, back in '95, not Wayne Bennett, who's like you know. If not, if not an automatic selection as the greatest greatest uh, Australian rugby league coach of all time. I mean, he's certainly at worst top three, and he's in the conversation. Yeah, yeah. You know, versus anyone who's got who wants to put their credentials That's up it. against him. So. That's it. So if I can check that shit but at the door right away. The other thing, Queensland just dominated in the middle of the field. Their forwards tonight, yeah, were two gears above any of the New South Wales yeah. forwards. You know, yep, exactly. That, and it comes down when Teddy's off the field. You know, if Cleary's going to be vice captain, he needs to learn how to stand up in those situations. Yeah. It's just even even regardless of like any sort of any captaincy leadership group or anything like that. I mean, it's his fucking job. Yeah. And he was just derelict in his fucking job. I mean, there were so many times when he was just like out of position to be the one to take the kick. There was that fucking disastrous fucking exchange where I think Cleary had the ball on the on the on fourth the tackle and played 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 it to fucking played it to Cook, and then Cook started to run. Then passed from dummy Jake. half, and he's like, "Oh fuck, it's the last tackle." So, oh, you here, Jay? You, you have a kick. That like, typified. Turbo. And the thing is, Turbo Turbo kick. <laughs> and, and to his credit, he did kick a very Nathan Cleary like midfield bomb. Um, yeah, that's it. So, but that, that typified New South Wales night. The set before that yeah. had a good set, but then yeah. they would do everything possible to fuck themselves. You know that I, I'm I'm not sure we need wholesale changes. But just an injury-free fucking side would be would that, that, that's yeah. all they really need. Yeah, you have to you have to remember they had to they they had. To, uh, they lost Teddy for this game. They lost Cam Murray early in the series. They they didn't have Turbo at all, Tommy Turbo at all for the series. And I mean, he was an absolute lord yeah. in the fucking right wing position last That's game. Um, yeah, Pappenhausen, Pappenhausen was fucking mismanaged his injury and fucking denied himself the opportunity to play the first two games and wasn't selected in the third because he was fucking too busy celebrating the grand final and didn't ice his fucking calf. Yeah. Like just yeah, you know, just just dumb shit. Like, and I mean a lot. You know what? A lot of that is a fucking product of this postseason origin weird asterisk Correct. twenty twenty COVID bullshit. So look, it's you know there's a unique set of circumstances that may never present themselves again. But uh, I tell you what, Cleary needs to fucking he needs to be this three a three game fucking guy. He needs to he needs to step up every. Correct. Every game in a series, you can't just you can't just look amazing. And you know what? He had, he had that forty twenty tonight, and yep. then I thought that was the moment. When, and then okay, the next, great. Pl- it's like you next know, play, like it's, when... it's knocked on. That's fine, yep. but st- stand up and try and get them in to, mm-hmm. into position with your foot again. Yeah. You know, so, um, however, just just like the actual season result, this state of origin has an asterisk on it and doesn't count. Because of COVID, yep. when it was played, who was available for selection? Um, it was pretty much a a training run. Yep, an exhibition, yeah. an, an exhibition. That's it. It, it was a will. hobby game. Yep. Exactly. So next year, and when so New South Wales, I know Queensland win the series. Well, the passion that Queensland, ha- well, the Queensland, the passion, the the, 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 the passion that Queensland fans have. 
I know that they won't accept asterisk wins and yeah. as, as real and, 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 and talk shit yeah. about it either. So they won't. Next they year they, when, they, when New South they're, Wales they're win the it. series, it will be three in a row. Exactly. Hit some uh, hit some comments from the fucking the uh, what I'm sure is an absolute fucking circus of a of a mailbag for this game. Yes. Ryan said Cleary is Leonidas leading the three hundred against the Persians at the moment. Never have I seen a more courageous effort to resist a Queensland attack. Mm. Uh, Mitch said Queensland literally throwing anything and everything at the wall and seeing what sticks. And just like the Cowboys and Warriors of yesteryear, when it works, it works. That is a very apt description of everything Queensland were doing. They were... Yeah. Yeah, definitely not um, sharp or uh, crisp in attack, I guess. Look, at the end of the day, again, like the amount of offloads they got got away. Yeah, exactly. And just keep and just going in, the, in this multiple phases of play, it just creates opportunity and it fatigues the opposition in defence, um, which yields more offloads and more fucking it. go forward. Mitch then followed up with "fuck." Now I got to deal with yet another bunch of drunk, drugged up, and entitled fuckwits in Byron this weekend. Mm. Uh, Hayden, shut the borders. As a Tigers fan, I'll cop that call from Munster in the after-match interview about Harry Grant. He's lucky he's staying at the Storm. So unlucky Tigers. Well done, Queensland. Munster three-day bender is on the cards. Jesus, I didn't see that. That's hilarious. Carsten <laughs> uh, said, We pulled you down to our level and beat you at being shit. Queenslander. How the fuck are you a Queenslander? How the fuck are you so a Queenslander? Carsten. Although yeah. not su- he's one of the worst. Not surprising. He's one of the, he's one of the worst Queenslanders. Like fucking. Well, he's uh, you know look, I get it. He's just he's just falling in, falling down party lines with the state where his club team yeah. that he selected, you know, comes from. Uh, like I get it, but yeah, I mean you can't be feeling like any some you know some sort of emotional. Well, no, it's it is it's typical Queenslander. The you know the 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 OG genociders. Of course, you'd support Queensland. Righto, reverse order show. Uh, news articles. One, one news thing that I want to talk about is that um, I guess it's just what a, what a an absolute and like you know we we know a lot of West Tiger supporters and they're fucking great people. Agree. Fuck them. They deserve all the worst things in life. Okay. How am I? How am I sitting here and trying to defend what obviously the universe has in store for them? Okay. So at some stage so, in their life, yep. they have done something to piss off the gods of karma, which is <laughs> why they have been gifted with the West Tigers. Yep. Okay. So the so earlier in earlier in this week, the 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 whole Addo car situation fell through for the Tigers, and he'll be yep. staying at Melbourne in twenty twenty one. Maybe he'll be back in. He'll be back and join the Tigers next year, or next. Sorry, the following season. But you know, who knows? Because at that point, he's pretty much a a free agent, a free agent, sign for whatever. Yeah. And who knows what people's salary cap situations look like at that point, right? Then mm. <laughs> you know, and obviously this this goes back. You know, you got the Ryan Madison situation from you know the end of last season that led into this yep. season with Madison going to the Eels. You had the Mitchell Moses to the Eels thing. You know, like. 
this is there. There's this like a an absolute. There's this reams of of uh, of stories written about West Tigers being cucked by by players that want to get out. And uh, the latest the latest one that we'll see what happens is uh oh my gar- garlic sauce uh, Aloye who the timeline the timeline strange but apparently it's like he was looking for an extension at the Tigers. Uh, yeah, went so far as went so far as you know saying telling uh, Madge how much his game had improved under him, and two weeks later, he's just like, "I'm never wearing the jersey again." Yeah, <laughs> fucking let me let me out, and uh, <laughs> and now the w- w- now words come out that um that Manly were looking at signing him. Um, the, the CEO said that look, once his contract runs out at the end of 2021. You know, we'll definitely get him on board. Yeah, you know, but um, but you know, the the prevailing wisdom is that if you can get an, an early release, then you know, then Manly will grab him up, you know, for next season as well. And uh, all hell breaks loose. This may be because, like, let me get it straight. I mean, even though my club's involved in the actual you know collection of this player, like mm. he and his manager are absolute fucking cunts. And this is something that we've railed against several times this season. This player-led ridiculousness yeah that's of, it of just chucking a tanty to get released and yes yeah. you know there's no yeah there's no there's no like punishment or you know whatever and um and so for on the on their part i can't it, it wasn't pasco was it It was uh it was uh another guy over it, it was another guy over the tigers that was said he said it said basically like Look, he's he's serving his contract. If he's not going to play with us, I mean, he'll be he'll be mowing. He can mow lawns. He, he, he can mow the lawns at Leichhardt, and, <laughs> and to which to which a lawyer put a put something on his Instagram story, like a, a, a poorly photoshopped picture of his head on a guy mowing a lawn, saying something like, you know, I'll make sure it's a fast track for you fellas, or something like, something like that, yeah. which has since been deleted because you know it is. I mean, it's it's funny it's funny to us, but I mean, as a player in a situation where he's agitating for a release from a club, it's obviously very unprofessional and. Uh, you know, not a great look for him. Also, speaks. I think it speaks to his mentality as well as a player. I mean, is the player that sort of comes along with that sort of shit? Is he the guy that you really, you know, with that attitude? Is he the guy you want at your club anyway? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, not for me. But yeah, well, where does he want to go? Well, this yeah, this is it. I mean, presumably he thinks if Manly had put a, ta- a table to deal for twenty two and twenty three, that if he can get an early release, then. He can sort of up that and you know throw twenty one on there as well. So it it's a very this... fucking interesting thing. and and again I'm just having a wild fucking guess here. I'm not sure Manly are talking to anyone going yeah yeah we'll gi- we'll give you overs um, but you got you know go back and talk to your club and see what they think. Yeah, I'm almost one hundred percent sure that a player agent has given Manly the impression that West know he's not happy and they'll be fine with a release, what are you happy to give him? Yep. Yep. You know, so yet again, player managers being absolute fucking blights on the game and putting a player in a position where all he'll be told is, yep, manly interested mm-hmm. and uh, and I'm pretty sure I can get you out of the Tigers. Exactly. And it's the thing, so. even if the West Tigers stand firm and do what they should and you know force him you know to compel him to complete his uh legal to contract that he signed 
he's either going to be he's not well he obviously you know the stuff he's come out with you don't want that guy playing in your first grade side so he's not playing first exactly. grade so that means he's he's basically on gardening leave or he's in re, in reserve grade and you're paying him yeah. half a mil or whatever to do that to be and in so there's no fuck yeah and i mean and and the player the, the player still wins he doesn't get what he wants but i mean the club's yeah. still got half a million or whatever their cap you know sat down yeah, in reserve exactly. grade that they have no intention of using and can't and can't divest themselves yeah. of yeah so and so, what, what do you do when you have opposed sessions against the Reggie's teams, mm-hmm. and he's and he's in there calling Madge a fucking you know bald boomer cunt? Yeah, fucking come at me, Madge. It's legit, like a no-win situation for the club. Yeah, you know, and and I'm, you know, I'm sure I'm sure that the, you know the players the players don't care necessarily because they're going to get signed at some point. So I mean, they know they're going somewhere the year after and year after that. So they're like, "Well, okay, I can bunker down and be a cunt for a year." But it it is interesting that it it isn't as widespread in other clubs. Yep. You know that's like you look at that cut. Yeah. He he wasn't going into Melbourne saying, "I'll never fucking play for you again." You're all shitheads. Yeah, no, they were like, look, we're going to release you given the right circumstances, and then yeah. you know the West Tigers didn't 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 uh, come through with the the correct circumstances required for the for the you know to offset the the release, so the release didn't happen. That's it. See you later. And look, you know, it's probably easy to stay at a place, you know, like you know, make that decision, you know, within a month wait, after wait. you, you know, after you've won a won a comp, but yeah, that's you it. Know, at the same time though, especially if it was like a uh, a compassionate sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Then, a, a year's a long time when you want to be getting back to your family. Yes, exactly. So, mm. so uh, yeah, I mean, like, so, so on one hand, I, you know, I think it's hilarious because, you know, like the meme club with the cuck fan base is at it again. Well, especially same, also considering yeah. that earlier in the week, you saw the fucking article where they're courting James Roberts. Yeah. The player that every fucking team in the comp knows. Mm-hmm although it is a very sad situation, is not worth the fucking risks. Yep. That arguably the greatest man manager that the game's ever seen in Wayne Bennett couldn't keep him on the straight and narrow. Yep. And has decided to cut loose. And Wests think that they're the club to turn him around. Yeah. Did you see Justin Pascoe in that fucking interview? He looked... Uh, sorry, um, in the meeting. Yeah, in the meeting with James Roberts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he he looked like he was on day seven of like a of, of a massive fucking bender. He he looked like he lost a bet bragging he could party with the cheese. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Greasy fucking hair. Yep. Like dirty clothes. Yep. Like that's your CEO for Christ's sake. Yep. You know, it's, um, yeah. You know what they say, fish rots from the head down. That's it. And I'll tell you, that head's rotten fucking looking. Rotten as hell. Uh, uh, unless yeah. other news things. Like briefly, uh, Blake Ferguson's been told he won't be at uh, Paramount next year. And uh, in, in the same breath, they signed Bryce Cartwright to a cheap deal in the hope of turning his career around. So uh, Ferguson's career will expire at the conclusion of uh, next year's season, and yep. he will not be offered a new contract after that. So I guess his options there after that are to go to maybe the Dragons or Super League. But <laughs> would you take him for the right money? No, given your depth no, issues, not anymore. 
Not any, no, not not anymore. Like I mean, like a, a year ago. Like because remember this year he wasn't good either. Yeah, no, he was way down. He was way down. I mean, you remember like you know it was probably only two two years ago, and he was he's fucking carting the ball back to yeah. the forty after taking kicks out. Like like he was valuable as shit. I mean, shit human valuable as fuck though on the field. Correct. That value really petered out this year, I think. Yeah. And remember, he went trialless yeah. for such a long time as well in this season. It, it was and he, he went trialless for so long that it was it was a thing that you know it was kind of like a you know like Ferguson you know try watch sort of situation. Um, so uh, the Eels are keen on bringing on uh, Josh Mansour in place of Ferguson. There you go. So, and look, I think you know if you if you're comparing you know twenty twenty years, yeah, I get it. Mm. I would agree. Yep. And uh, and this uh, and probably cheaper. Yeah. And uh, and and as I said, they they also uh, they they've signed Cartwright to a one year deal. Yes. For uh, one hundred thirty thousand dollars. So realistically, they're trying to become the what twenty sixteen Penrith Panthers. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the Eels' golden way forward. Look, honestly, I think that one hundred thirty thousand for a year of Cartwright is yeah. is not terrible is not terrible business. That's it. That is what I call like where the price is actually right. Yes, and it provides you know incentive for him to rebuild his career at a at a contender Correct. finals you know club. Yep, and in a completely you know you know new environment, and presumably you know at Parramatta, he's presumably close to a lot of family and on and 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 probably friends and things like that that he hasn't been with during his time at the Gold Coast. You know, graveyards. Um, yeah, big ones, little ones, a lot of seed. <laughs> A lot, of, a lot of pouring out of forty, pouring out of forty for all the seed that washed away, but um, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, look, I mean, I think that's that's what that's good business. I mean, like, yeah, that's good business for him and good business for them because I mean, one hundred thirty, one hundred thirty grand is no is is not a small amount of money. Correct. It's better than fucking, it. it's, it's better. It's better than laying bricks, and and also that when you think that every dollar they're not spending on him, they can utilize elsewhere in their squad. Correct. That's it. Yeah. No, not a bad story. Uh, what else? What else? What else? I think that's about it for the news. Actually, is there anything else you want to talk about? Dylan Walker denied he he pled not guilty to his charges of common assault today. Um, did he? Look, of course he did. Look, you know, we have we have members that are popos, and look, as far as I know, the whole fucking thing's on tape. So I mean, that'd be very interesting to see what kind of technical interpretation of the law. That he bases that on, and my my feeling is with these things, you just go, you just go not guilty. I mean, the the trial proceeds, but I think you plead guilty. That's when the NRL is like, okay, you pleaded guilty. You've done, you know, that's pleading guilty has been found yeah. guilty. That's it, chop. And maybe not guilty is just a, a way of you know prolonging that and just you know throwing the throwing the hail mary up, mary up there and seeing if you can yeah somehow get away with it at the end. Yep. Anyway. And there's a lot of Jack the Bell and stuff happening as well, but I don't really want to get too much into the weeds of that fucking Black alleged that guy. rapist fucking Black man. that guy. Fuck that guy. Okay, that brings us to the mailbag then. Let me just get my mailbag notes. This is, this is going to be the second last mailbag of the year. 
So there you go. And uh, I guess well, what, you know, while we're while we're talking about that, um, I've been talking to a, a great friend of the show, and like this is a guy that like we've known since since he's a fucking kid. Yeah, really. Yeah, realistically, literally. and uh, literally since he was a kid, and you know we've 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 watched him. Uh, you know, as as a listener, we've watched him grow up, <laughs> and uh, we've. We've seen him. We've seen him have have some some fucking low moments at meetups, <laughs> <laughs> but we've seen him. We've 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 uh, we've seen him grow. We've seen him, uh, you know, start to you know make his way in the world and his and you know and career. Yep. And he's fucking. He's yeah. He's at that. He's at that stage where yeah. He's a he's a lawyer. He's uh. Just become recently, you know, over the last couple of months. Um, accredited an accredited agent an accredited NRL yes. agent and like we we shit on agents a lot yes we do you know you've got your situations with your Isaac Moseses and and that sort of thing where they're just an absolute fucking stain on the yep. game so in talking to in talking to Mike they're like well here we go you're a brand new uh, agent for the NRL. Yep. You know, you've got your agency you've set up. So how about like knowing you, knowing you that, like the way that we do, you're obviously a person, you know, that has integrity and everything and looking to do things in a better way than, you know, what we've seen in the, in the media with some of these other guys over the last few years that we've railed against. So next week, well, I'm going to put it in the, I'll put it in a Facebook group uh, on Thursday but it's basically going to be an ask the agent forum. Do you have any questions about how an NRL agent what 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 they do, how they do things, what an agent thinks about this situation, thinks about that situation? Any clarification on any of this sort of thing? It's basically an open mailbag next week, up until the time when we record the episode, and uh, and yeah, we'll throw it up to you. We'll probably have some questions of our own. Yep. We'll, you know, he he'll he'll go through and he'll sort of pick out some of the questions that he likes to look of as well. I mean, obviously, we're not going to entertain any any questions that maybe lead him down a path that you know where he's going to be you know unprofessional or something like that. But if you want to like if you want to hit an agent with some warts and all questioning about what's involved in the job and that sort of thing, fucking go for it. I'll make it. I'll mark it as an announcement on the Facebook group. If you're not on Facebook, you can always send us a direct message on Twitter or an email to business at thisweekinleague.com. And uh, yeah, next week, and ask the agent special. And uh, also, while I'm thinking of uh, announcement stuff, we've gone through and we've sort of tried to get the shortlist for the Twillies done, like basically just to take some of the weight off our shoulders. Um, and yeah, and also just so we don't sort of you know so things don't slip through our through you know through our mind you know when it comes to the various players that should be recognised for their season. The voting for the Twillies. I would also just like to point out as you're talking, I'm going yep. through the application form to become an accredited player agent. Yeah. And I'm fucking devastated that we were not hit up for a testimonial. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. Uh, <laughs> but um. 
so yeah, so the 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 shortlist. You guys have had your say on the shortlist. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna go away and we're gonna get the voting together. The voting's gonna go live on Friday this week so in a couple of days' time. Um, it's gonna be up for a week, and then next Friday night, Twillies. Mm. We're gonna announce the winners, and uh, that one will be live. We're all over these fucking live streams these days. I mean, honestly, we could almost do every episode live <laughs> next year. But I'm not going to go down that road because I mean, as people who listen to the uh, the the game companions know, <laughs> the, the, the machine doesn't move as smoothly <laughs> when it's live. But um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the more votes, the merrier. A random vote is going to get a membership for next year. Maybe throw in a Digi membership for someone as well. That's it. And um, and yeah. And uh, have your say. I mean, the Dalliams have had their say. I'm sure all the various fucking publications have had their say. Now it's your chance to have your say on uh, the players who deserve recognition for their seasons in 2020, and also, you know, the the members and you know the the people that we interact with on social media as well. That you guys who are on that side of things would recognise as well. Mm. Um, so anyway off track but uh, those announcements are done and now it's on to the mailbag second last mailbag of the year last one is going to be for next week uh, Liam says uh, which two clubs are the biggest joke in the NRL and why is it Balmain and Western Suburbs you said it yeah. man um, well, I, the, the one thing I can put on the clubs being absolute fucking dumpster fires is that their head office has has politics going on within it. You know, yep. if you look at um, you know all the reports that came out of Canterbury Bankstown was that within their board there were two factions, mm-hmm. and everything I read about it described it beautifully as you know if if one faction ever got their way, so for example, let's say one faction was for hiring Dean Pay. Dean Pay is then operating with an entire subsection of the board gunning for him to fail just so they could have an I told you so moment about what the other faction within the board wanted to do or yeah, put right. into place. Yep. And so he's working with essentially half a club against him. Mm-hmm. You know, then you look at the Tigers and Western Balmain absolutely fucking hate each other. You know, yep. one of them's financially propping up the club. The other one goes on about, you know, history and fucking all this other stuff. And so they can't get themselves right in their front office. How does anyone expect them to build anything? So, yep. uh, again, just as with player agents that need to be professional, the NRL needs to look at the fucking operating models of all of its clubs and standardize it. They publicly traded, and they owned by a leagues club, but they operated by a leagues club. They have a leagues club that's a shareholder in the business that then gives them fucking, you know, repayable loans or grants. Who fucking knows? But, yeah, highly unprofessional. Yep. Josh says, when's ideas for 2021 membership coming up? It's a good fucking question. It's a great fucking question. Now's, now's as good a time as any. I mean, in Twillies, we do have like a little sort of survey at the end 
um, you know, where people give us ideas, but we never really, yeah. we never really reap like a ton of awesome viable ideas out of out of that at all. There's um, not much we so, can't do. So look, I'm. It comes down to what cunts are happy to pay for. Yeah, and well, actually, I shouldn't say that. This year, in 2020, if you remember, we found out obviously that there is some shit that we just can't do because of Rona. Mm-hmm. Um, I think all the bad eater factories are up and running. Although, you know, we might be at war with China by early 2021. So, <laughs> who knows? Yeah, maybe Chinese flag twill shirts. Just as a fucking hedge, <laughs> glorious leader. <laughs> I swear you. No, you look, don't look, we're like happy, happy to hear. Yeah, we're ha- happy to hear ideas. I've, and fuck it, you know, I'll put I'll put a thread up in the Facebook group or whatever, and people can chuck stuff in there if they want to. I mean, and I know, I mean, I know in saying that that I'm setting myself up for a period of time where I'm gonna have to read through some fucking retarded semi joke dumb shit. But you know, if there's actually some serious suggestions in there that look great, then it'll be worth it. Eric, or maybe a first-time caller, I'm not sure. Can you recommend a decent glory hole in or around the Ipswich area? I'm staying there Wednesday night, and I'm hoping to escape the wife for a few hours to service a few poles. Obviously, this information finds you too late, Eric, <laughs> because because we're recording on Wednesday night. However... No, but I did... Ips- I- is, is Toowoomba in the Ipswich area? Because I know a guy... <laughs> Can you change a tire? Because it will give it up for anyone that can help him with a spare. Um, I did find that there's one I didn't know about on the Gold Coast. A glory hole on the way to Hope Island. Right. If you if you come off the motorway and you're heading out towards Hope Island, yeah. Just before you get to the start of the big section of all those roundabouts in a row. Yeah. There's a little block of grey public toilets on the right-hand side of the road. Okay. And apparently, if you go past there in the daytime, there's fucking Ferraris and Maseratis and all of those really supercars really? parked out there. Yeah. Oh, so, there you which go. I, yeah, I'm thinking of getting some fucking blackmail happening. They do a good job? Yeah. <laughs> Were they eager? <laughs> you know, I, I was... I was with somebody who who I had that in mind for later that night, so I couldn't, you know, hey, why don't we just stop? <laughs> just like you would just get the first quick one That's out of the way. That's it. Look, I'll tell you what, I'm a duck in there. I'll be back in five and tell you if you're going home or not. <laughs> <laughs> Terry said, while, whilst Cronulla will be p- pleased to pick up a blue-eyed, blonde-haired player in Tolman, they're not prepared for the mental degradation of the fourth tackle hit up 20 minutes from the try line. Oh, look, what, what, the fucking 25, however many years of Paul Gallon didn't prepare them for that? I don't think there's a club more prepared. Yeah. In fact, it's a return to form. literally the most prepared. I mean, for, for Cronulla, it, it might actually, you know, turn their fortunes around. I'm fucking because, loving the mental gymnastics I'm seeing by Sharks fans trying to rationalize this one. Oh, same, same. And, and, and like at the same time, I'm just like, so fucking relieved. Yes. It wasn't us. <laughs> Because cause then there's the actual, oh, Dizzy loves Tom and me, all that fucking dumb shit. And uh, thankfully, there was a lot of it in the fucking Facebook group too, actually, around the time that he got he uh, wasn't getting signed by the doggies. Yeah. But uh, it's all gone quiet over there. Matthew says, as a non-Broncos fan, how excited should I be at Kevin Walters running the Broncos next year? 
Listening to him on the radio a couple of weeks ago, he was more disappointed at losing the Queensland job and more worried about keeping his media job with no mention of the Broncos being a priority. Is it too early to start dreaming of consecutive spoons? Hashtag fuck the Broncos. That's exactly it's what always, you it's, think. It's, it's, it's free to dream. And look, I don't think... It took an extraordinary set of circumstances yeah. to get that spoon for them this year. Yep. I don't think it's going to happen next year. Yeah. But... I'll come if it does. Correct. Nathan says, is watching Origin in the middle of Queensland at Longreach the most ideal place to gronk off after a Blues 20-plus win? Well, I'm, once again, that aged hindsight has told us that didn't happen, and I hope you slunk out of there with uh, around 20 minutes to go. Because they do rape in Longreach. <laughs> they call it BNS balls, yes. I believe. <laughs> Uh, Chris with a fucking serious question. I can't believe it. Should the NRL buy the English Super League? No. I heard talk, I heard talk about that through the week. Is that actually a real thing that's going to happen? I don't know how it came up. I just saw the, you know, the the whispers. Again, I'm not sure they're done here. And there are so many little facets of the game that they just need to bring into the modern era because yep. we are still a mishmash of non-professional entities and mm-hmm. very professional entities yep. all operating at different speeds and dynamics that they need to really get their head around here before they even begin to think about scale and taking yep. something on whose major sponsor gives them free pizza and no money. Oh, and when they're kicking like you know a team that's... Look, the, the Wolfpack expansion experiment in uh in toronto was they were a team that had fucking massive engagement yeah with their fan base and rugby league fans all around the world and to to boot them out for the benefit of a fucking english club that can't draw fucking six thousand fans to a game yeah in a fucking little in a in a fucking dog park of a fucking state like it's just it just beggars belief but you're right i mean if the nrl could get get their own backyard in order yeah i'd love for them to have it yep i mean it would be can you just like then then you would have the situation where you'd have like you know all the rules would be standardized at the same time whenever any changes were made there'd be no sort of back and forth in the adoptions and uh, and all that sort of thing um plus i think if the nrl owned it they'd push it that you know Obviously, they've got to make some fucking return on that investment. And they you know, push it a lot harder. There might be increased, you know, there might be ease of pathways for players between both. And yeah, because they're not really, they're not really competing products. You know? Yeah, that's it. So uh, anyway, that's it for the mailbag this week. And uh, that's it for the show. Episode 377. Thanks for listening, everyone, as always. You can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League, uh, our Facebook community at hashtag Twill Nation. I would urge you to get in there, uh, especially because you know we're doing things like you know membership pack suggestions and you know questions and stuff for next week's episode. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Twill Nation. Uh, we're also on Facebook.com forward slash This Week in League for episode releases and whatnot. Make sure you hit the like button, share that shit around. And if you'd like to support the show, make sure you drop us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you want to go the extra mile, our digital memberships are still available and can be picked up anytime for $3.99 a month. Fucking just, you want to support the show? Fucking just tell a friend. That's another easy way to do it. And that's it.
that's all we got for this week. Sad week. Fuck, fuck Queensland. Looking forward to the Twillies. Absolutely miserable fucking end to a miserable fucking rugby league season. It doesn't count. But we got the Twillies everywhere. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. I swear, I, 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 I need. I'm just going to go and fucking just drink the Rohip. I'm going to turn this. I'm going to turn this whole fucking season into a into, into nothing but a but a, a painful a, a fucking hazy memory that left leaves me with a fucking sore ass. Yeah, that's it. See you next Good week. Later.